Welcome to another episode of Pussy Power. <laughs> if you are already um, one of our listeners, you know, if I'm this excited, it's because we have an awesome guest. And today we have Yvette Lopez. She is a former Playboy playmate who's lived the high life of mansions, jewelries, and travel. And after keeping her escapades a secret for like the longest freaking time, She's now ready to share them to the world along with the lessons that she's learned. She's a certified energy healer today, a beautiful wife, a fellow podcaster, and a recording artist. She literally, she told me she's like not in the best state right now because she's in so much pain. But guys, her looks can be very deceiving because she looks absolutely amazing. So Yvette, thank you for coming on. Thank you. I should be on your show, your show more often. You give me all the confidence I need. Awesome. The thing that like I really kind of like what gravitated me towards you was like the moment you spoke, it was like I just knew you were up my alley. Like your energy was just just like so freaking radiant. So could you like walk us through? like the 47 years of like glamour and sophistication and how how you can be in pain and like look fucking amazing yeah well it's um a little booze can cure a lot of things no um so yeah no i um didn't grow up i my grandmother owned a beauty salon when i was a child and so i grew up in a beauty salon so my and i was the first grandchild on my dad's side so it was like beauty was always something that i had to keep up with whether i liked it or not um so i was always getting my hair done and going up in the salon with my grandmother and you know helping her with everything that she did to make other women beautiful and i was actually born and raised with eight grandmothers alive and all of my grandmothers went to my grandmother's beauty salon. So it was, you know, something that was always in my family and look good, smell good, and always dress the way you want to be treated. And especially if you're in a relationship, this is what my grandparent, my grandmothers taught me. And, um, and then being in the life of, you know, my father was a musician and um, well known in, in show business as well. And um, so always just the, you know, they made me their doll, making me look good and being around people, always having to have everything very perfect. Um, it's something that I just loved so much. Um, so I found ways to always just keep it in my life. Um, I didn't grow up well off, but didn't know because my family never made us feel like we didn't have any money, you know, and stuff. So, but, um, I just, I ended up in the entertainment world and I was in Playboy when I was um, 18. And then I just had to keep up this woman, this person, which is crazy because I'm the type of woman, like I went through years without shaving my armpits or my legs, but I would wax my vagina. The pussy wow. <laughs> um, <laughs> Love it. Yeah. So it was like, even after Playboy, like I was, there's hippie vet and then there's like sexy vet. And, um, and it's, I found comfort in both. So I use both of my personalities. I've got, my husband says there's several, but for me, there's hippie vet and there's sexy vet or sex potty vet. I don't know what you, vixen vet, I guess. And, um, you know, just being in Playboy and being a model and doing the things that I've done in my life from a, from a little girl, I, you know, I always had to look my best. And when I look good, I feel good. So I just kind of kept that in my everyday life. I didn't leave my home without wearing makeup and high heels and my hair done. And um, as you get older, you kind of lose that a little bit, it gets a little tiring. Um, but, you know, being in, in the entertainment world, it was just so easy to keep up because you're always competing with other women and wow. for work and in life for men, especially living in LA. Um, 
So yeah, I didn't, it's just something that I like doing for myself. And I, I, I don't know, I, I'm just one of, I'm very girly. And um, I think that was the question. I can rant and rant. That comes from. I love, I love how you're like, you're just owning it. Where like, I'm not, I don't know what it's like um, over there, but a lot of the time, a lot of the times, like in minorities and in these cultures, there's almost a shame to like looking beautiful and like owning that you love dressing up and kind of like stepping into your power. I love how like from a really young age, you were able to have you know you were able to own that you love dressing up that you loved like looking your best and I love that you were in such a like in such an empowering environment where you were like groomed all the time and and like you you love doing it so what was it like being in my playboy at 18 because one of the things that like I really found interesting is that there are so many like horror stories about Hugh Hefner and about playboy about that kind of life but it was never really like a horror story for you. How did that come about? Yeah, no, I, um, so I started modeling nude young. My mother actually signed a consent form when I was 16. So we have the Santa Fe workshops in New Mexico and it's where the most famous, Herbrick, Ritz, Greg Gorman, um, there's so many. And um, I started working with Santa Fe workshops when I was 16 years old. And I stayed working with them until I was, how old was I? My gosh, girlfriend. So I think I think I was 42. Um, and I was like the, the only model they've ever had that long. But the opportunity that I got from this was working with one photographer, but yet say there's three people to 10 people to 20 people taking that class. So for three, four or five days, I'm shooting with all these people and there's women in there, but it was a lot of men. And, you know, I'm not going to say I never had an incident where men tried to take advantage, but I was never like naive enough to fall for it. Thank God at that age. Um, I always kept myself. mm, I, I always just kept myself safe. I don't know, maybe because I grew up in the hood and I grew up a little different, you know, but I don't, you know, I hear these horror stories and everybody has a story and I can't say that some of these stories isn't true because I know that I stayed in situations that were not healthy for me in relationships um, that weren't healthy for me. And, you know, all these people talking about Hugh Hefner and uh, Playboy, um, I just never experienced Hugh Hefner that way or anybody in that circle um, in that way. And I, I think it's because of, the way I carry myself. I also, it's crazy because being an ex high-end escort as well, you would think like, oh, she's just free and this, but you know, when you're in this type of business, you have to learn a lot. You have to really learn how to control yourself, how you drink, how you act, the situations you're putting yourself in. It's like a job in itself. So you don't fall into situations as a young female to be um, taken advantage of. And I just, you know, I just feel like, you know, just, it was a job I had to learn, like act this way when you're around these people, act this way. And I know if I did this or that, it was gonna let people think something else of me. And even in my sex work, um, I was very well respected. I never had a bad situation, thank God, because I've heard of some crazy stuff. But the men that I, was with like I was treated like a queen and I have to honestly tell you that being in this sex work business and in Playboy really molded me into the woman that I am it really taught me to pay attention to myself and and respect myself in different ways because as you're sharing yourself with so many people or or with you know whether it's photo shoots or um or sex it was, I had to learn to really like control my emotions, control things um, that you really, I don't think as a young girl would pay attention to. So it starts off really young. I'm not going to say I was always smart. Believe you me, I've made so many mistakes and, um, but not anything that I can honestly say that I've regretted. And so it's just like, 
you know, I always tell women, especially younger women, like learn about yourself and know what you really like and use your voice. It's so important because otherwise, how do you find a safe place for yourself? You know, and I was that girl without a voice in relationships where I was in abusive relationships, physically, emotionally, mentally, and it was the craziest thing. And then through sex work, I started to like figure out like, what am I doing? Like these men that I don't even know are paying me thousands of dollars just to be with them and talk to them and, and make sure I have a roof over my head, make sure that I have food on the table, make sure I have a car to drive. And I'm dating someone who is just like completely the opposite, you know? And it was just, it's a really strange place, I guess, when other people hear it because people can't really connect with what I'm saying or understand what I'm saying. And so that's just like, you know, just really being honest with yourself as much as possible. So you can, you know, just protect yourself because if you don't know what you like, you fall into situations that you're just like, what the fuck did I just do? And it's really just, it's so important for us as women to share information with each other so we can learn, right? You don't learn. Mm. I didn't learn anything from my mother. Yeah. Like we didn't talk <laughs> about sex. We don't talk yeah. about, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, I love that we're able to use social media now to really share our adventures um, about our lives. And I will do my best to always be as honest as I can be um, and just share what I can with people just so in case somebody's in a situation or thinking about doing something, what I did and what I've done may not be right for anyone else, but at least you have information yeah. and we can all learn from each other. And I found like being in the sex work business, I would take care of my girlfriends. I can never say who they were, but you know, most people that I, girlfriends that I was, I've known a long time and, and, and they were also in the sex work business, but they were like, how do you do it? How are you, how are you so happy? And people wouldn't pay them or people would mistreat them. And I'm like, I just, I was confused. I didn't really understand how they would get themselves in those situations. So I would have started to like, I, I, it was only a small group of friends, but just really open up to them about how I would treat myself and how I dressed, how I carried myself. And it seemed to work. It's like my family always told me, dress how you want to be treated. And you know, and people always told me, oh, when they talk to me, they're like, God, you talk. They were like, you're nice. I thought you were going to be a bitch. I'm like, wow. really? <laughs> yeah, I'm so, I'm so not a bitch. Um, I'm just, you know, I, I just protect myself. Um, so again, ranty. <laughs> it's amazing that you learned to do that because, you know, you started in that industry at a really young age where a lot of girls don't even have you know, a concept of who they are, much less a concept of, you know, what situations they should put themselves in, what situations they should avoid, how they should dress up, how they should, like, um, treat other people so that, you know, they're in a, in a place where they're commanding respect. It's amazing that you, like, figured that out. Did, did you, like, figure that out on your own? Or is, or is that, or is there, like, a mentor who taught Hold you, on like, <laughs> no. wow. So, yeah, it was, like, so there's the hippie that I think really like came forward because I, then I started, you know, I always, pay, I was like always getting certified and stuff. I'm like certified in this and certified Reiki and all that just to learn about myself because I couldn't understand why I was falling into these horrible relationships when mm. I didn't deserve it. And I know better, but you know, it, it went deeper than that. It went into like family trauma and all these things. And that's where you have to, you know, that's we're being honest with yourself comes forward and it's like it's so weird I found myself blaming other people like it's his fault it's their fault it's their fault. I didn't do anything especially when you get hit by someone else or you're wow. um, you know it's like it's every it's everybody else's fault but I had to it was me it was me mm. doing it to me and so just really learning and taking courses to learn about I took this course from Yale and it's called the science of happiness and well-being. And it really taught me about how the brain, I can't remember the exact number, but I'm going to just say like 80% tells you of your brain tells you the wrong things and makes you, gives you the wrong answers. So if, when you learn these things, 
you learn to not listen to that and really just go into yourself and your intuition and learn to like really figure some shit out. And it's work. I have to work on it every day. You know, I wish I would have known all this stuff back in the day, but you know, life without problems would be boring. So it's like, um, a mentor, you know, who really helped me out a lot was Heidi Fleiss, the Hollywood madam. And I can honestly tell you, like, she was the one who always taught me, you show up to a party in 20 minutes, you leave, you leave, you always leave everybody wanting more. And, you know, she, she taught me how to read men too, in a way that I didn't know tennis players are controlling because of really? the ball and the court. And wow. so she taught about all these different men. That's and really true. Yeah, my, so like, my boyfriend's a tennis player and he is actually controlling. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. it's like, and I didn't know. And it's like, she would be like, you'll never, you could, and she knows me, I'm a Libra. And she was like, but things that she gave, the information she gave me, she's so fucking smart. And people, you know, when people ask me, who was your, your mentor? Like, who did you look up to? And Heidi and I were friends for 20 years and, um, her, because she was actually really smart and, um, really taught me a lot of things, uh, that I use in my everyday life. And, um, yeah. What I, what I love about your journey is you, it's like people, when you mentioned like sex work and like escort, um, all the and, and that like high lifestyle industry, there's a lot of like assumptions that it's a lifestyle where you know it's like an 18 year old girl who has nothing to eat and hates the kind of lifestyle that she's in. But for you, it's like completely the opposite. And what and what I got from what you just what you just said was that yes, you you knew how to hold your ground in um, parties and in in your work, but you were the complete opposite in your relationships. So mm-hmm. how how was it like being in relationships as you know uh, as an escort as a high class escort somebody who also lives that kind of lifestyle what situations did you find yourself getting into It was really difficult to be in relationships I think not I think I was in one relationship that I stayed with one client but I didn't have sex with this client. This client um, became my boy, like kind of my boyfriend. He was my boyfriend off and on 19 years. Wow. And, um, yeah. I, and so I never really cheated on my boyfriend because I didn't fuck the guy. <laughs> like we just <laughs> hung out, partied together and I got paid. And yeah. Um, and other than that, it was, it was, I have to say like a lot of problems maybe came from that because I had to always be this event and that event. And I, you know, it was, it was, it was tough. It wasn't easy at all. Um, but one thing that was really hard for me is, you know, once you get a taste of the good life and you make money and you make the kind of money I was making and, and you're given the kind of gifts. You're I was a given, rich bitch. Yeah. It was, it was really, you know, it's hard to go back. And I found myself like, like being a little, I want to, I hate this word, but like a little ghetto and dating men that just weren't up to par. And I don't, I, I, it took me a long time to figure out why. And, um, but yeah, I don't know. It was like this punishment that I was, I don't know. I can't, I really, that part, I really can't explain. I just, it's like daddy issues, you know, and it Mm. takes work, but, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a, it's, being in real relationships after being treated and having the life from the type of um, clients that I had was really difficult. It was wow. really difficult. Mm-hmm. How, how, like, what were the adjustments that you had to make that you're like, fuck this shit. Like I I'm treated like a queen over here. And what the fuck is this shit right here? Like, you're like, was- yeah, it, it, it's, it's just going to sound awful, but I don't care when somebody's giving you $10,000 for one hour to be with them. And then you go and fuck your boyfriend for free. And he treats you like, you're just like, what the fuck? And then, so you start to get this mentality mentality. Like I really got to go do that for free when I can go do this. And it's only one hour. And I make that kind of, it was like, you just, I found myself like, like 
it was a waste of my time to be in a real relationship. And then wow. I had freedom in the world because I got to do whatever I wanted when I wanted. And if I wanted to see one client a month, it was enough money to live, you know? And if I wanted yeah. to see three, then I was set for six months. It was like, this, yeah. it was a trip. It was definitely, um, I loved it though. And I loved my clients. I don't think there's one client I can honestly tell you that I didn't like and that I didn't wow. appreciate. Yeah. I have this um, girl that I interviewed on my podcast, Seppi Haven, and she was the number one escort in the country. And and she, even with knowing Heidi Fleiss and her escorts, you know, she had it, she still does sex work and she's, I believe in her fifties and, um, and she, but she would see one guy and then another guy. And I never had to do that. I saw probably two guys in one day, maybe like four times in my years of being a high-end escort um, because I just kind of made it to where I didn't need to do that. So I think maybe that's why it was more enjoyable for me because I wasn't fucking my brains out all the time unless, you know, I did have my clients and then I would go sleep with whatever men I wanted to, but it wasn't like, I don't know. It's when men take care of you without the demand of having to give them so much, it's a beautiful thing. (laughs) Yeah, you were. So were you like? Can you say you were in your feminine a lot while you were doing all that work? Oh, all the time. Wow. You're just receiving. You were just receiving, receiving yeah. energy, receiving energy. Yeah, it was like that's beautiful. La Perla, everything's La Perla. Everything's sexy, you know. And I, I'm being an actress, and I love all that. And then mm-hmm. always hair and makeup and stuff. And then each person was different. And and but again, I always when I walked into a room, I knew what I was going to get because that's what I was going to get. Like, I didn't let anybody, there was no, like, if, and, and men would ask me, can I do this? No. And there was always respect. It was never wow. like, yeah. That's beautiful. What yeah. are, what do you, what do you think are, cause I've always been interested in that industry. I think because there's that curiosity, because I've operated from my masculine for such a long time, you know, after the daddy issues and learning that I had to fend for myself because my dad wasn't going to do it for me, you know? So like that, like just being in your feminine, like whenever I I hear about stories of girls just being able to do that, I'm always like, just like curious and intrigued. What are the lessons that you think all women, no matter like, where they are or what they're doing can learn from sex work from can learn from it from that industry like what are womanhood lessons 101 well it's gonna people are gonna hate me for saying this and some people will kind of understand like I have a girlfriend and she's in Germany and she said she's always wanted to try it like always I'm like well let's travel and find you someone who will pay you for sex like nothing wrong with it at all you're single gives a fuck um there's lessons. I don't, I can't speak for, it's hard because, you know, when I say something and I I don't want anyone else to go out there and try what I've done because it could not work for them. It's something bad. You just had a really great experience. Like you were just the lucky one. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what they say. So, you know, my, my thing with sex work, sex is just, it's so important in so many ways when you, when you use it, to learn about yourself. Um, I was being paid for sex, but I was also doing it because I was learning and I wow. was I was receiving everything and anything I wanted, orgasms, relationships, gifts, financial security, um, travel. Um, you know, I had private jets, I had this, I had that. And it was like, it was, I was making sure that I was getting exactly what I wanted wow. from this job. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. I didn't, I didn't, you know, I could go out and work and I'd have, I've been a waitress. I've worked at galleries, obviously being a model and actress and stuff. It's a starving actress, you know, that's kind of why you sometimes do these things, but it was something that I just really used to learn about myself. Mm-hmm. And then I kept it my own secret, like only a handful of friends knew and, um, and they supported me and they were fun and they loved it and they loved my story. So I was always talking about it. So it wasn't like I was holding something in so, you know, so deep, but um, it was just something that was mine. 
And it was my job, my what I chose to do, and nobody could fuck with me and take it away. So that was also empowering. You know, it was like, I can't really, I couldn't, it wasn't like I was going to lose my job. It was, there was never any fear of, mm. of the kind of life that I wanted. Like, I, I don't know. It's, it's, um, it's, it's just very different. What do you think you learned about yourself in that job that you think you wouldn't have learned otherwise? I learned to no lie, to respect myself, to um, really take care of myself because after a client, then you know, you go home and you bathe and you take care of yourself and you eat nice food and you just kind of comfort yourself. And it just really like, there was a lot of things that I learned. I learned what I liked and didn't like sexually. I learned how I wanted to, to live. I, I, I could be the woman that I always saw myself wanting to be since I was a little girl. Wow. Like mm-hmm. that, I'm, 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 I'm sure like that there are going to be people who are listening to this and be like, holy shit, that sounds fucking amazing. <laughs> like it sounds like such a far cry from all these horror stories that we, we like hear that, yeah. you know, they're still real, they're out there. And I'm so happy that you had like an amazing experience and it became a tool for you to explore who you were. And it's like, it's very interesting because you had like it's like you had two very opposite selves one was like hippie event was like very spiritual and into energy and then there's this like other event who was into just the high life and was like receiving all the things that she's ever wanted what was it like transitioning from sex work and being a high class escort to being a wife was it something that you've always wanted or was it like holy shit i never expected this (sighs) Well, I got married in my 20s. It was so stupid. Oh, my God. Wow. That lasted a couple of years. I'm really bad with time. So sometimes I'll say a couple of years. It could have been three. It could have been one. I really was married like two years. Yeah. And it was awful. Again, the relationships that I had chosen to be in just weren't for me. I was always trying to be something I wasn't when I was in a relationship, which was normal and quiet and not wild and not free. And, and um, it just... Yeah, relationships. Can you repeat the question again to me so I don't go too far off? What was it like transitioning from being mm. a high class escort to being a wife? A wife, yeah. So my husband, and I have to honestly say, after that marriage, I never thought I'd be married again, ever. And um, I was like, I'm fine. I'll be single. I'll figure it out. I knew I wasn't going to have children. And um And then I met my husband and it was like, you know, you never tell everybody your dirty secrets. I shouldn't say dirty, but your secrets right away. You should slowly see how it works. Yeah, yeah. One at a time, people. (laughs) Um, My husband and I, he was just so sweet and so cool. And I asked him, I was like, hey, you know, we're dating. And I, I was 42. And I asked him, I was like, have you ever paid for a woman before? And he was like, no, but I thought about it. He goes, it'd be a lot cheaper than getting married. And I was like, and I laughed and I was like, okay. And then just getting to know him, it was like, oh, I think I might be able to share something because I've never shared with any partner um, about this. So um, it was like you were living a double life and they just never knew about it. Always. Holy shit. Wow. How did you keep yeah. it a secret? Well, I thought it was keeping, like one time one was blaming me for stuff that I never did. And because he was trolling my phone and I was like, well, if you seek, you'll find, but I really wasn't doing anything. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and he was really the only fucking nutcase, but, um, I just kept it. I just, my friends kept silent. I kept silent and I'm really good at keeping a secret. Wow. <laughs> if they tell me not to say something, I really won't. And when I tell yeah. myself not to say something, I I've just seen how men react to this type of work they don't like it they get jealous and that's what I'm used to jealousy you know from my partners and I just never did and with my husband I would slowly tell him stuff and he found it so fascinating wow really and oh my god and he he loves my stories because I'm everybody says I'm funny but I'll tell my stories and I'm excited and I'm like acting and and my husband just found a lot of the stuff that I told him really funny and he was like 
you know, and I still, again, like every year he learns more about me and more about me. And uh, he encouraged me to start writing um, on the Instagram. I created uh, sex with Yvette and the art of getting laid. And I wrote all these sex stories and they're comedy. And I was like, fuck, I can write. I didn't even know I could write. I was like, okay, this is cool. Yeah. And he's my editor. So yeah. Yeah. So he just, my husband really encourages me just to always use my voice. He has no judgment. He could care. He thinks it is just the most fascinating life that I've had and loves to hear about it. And he'll ask questions. And then, then he doesn't ask any more questions after he asks that at that moment, he'll ask something and then he's done. Like he's just, yeah, it's like, okay, like it's something you did. And he always tells me you had a past. It's okay to have a past because I'm always nervous. I'm like, oh, you know, is this real? For the first year and a half, I was like, he's going to leave. This is, I was like on eggshells, like, wow, maybe too much. I can't be this. And I, I finally got to be with somebody that I wasn't trying to impress that much. Mm. Like I got to just be mean. And Mm. he, um, I found myself in other relationships. Once I met my husband, I was always becoming someone else just Mm. to be loved, just to fit in, just Mm. to get, to get what I want, you know, from that relationship. And I was basically by lying, I was forcing that person to be with me that shouldn't have been with me. Mm. So if I wouldn't have been lying, then we would have known soon enough. And I wouldn't have been in such fucking horrible relationships for so long, you know? So that's why I'm like, honesty is so important. I can't even, no matter how bad the truth is, unless it's something you can live with forever and you don't care, it's not hurting you, but honesty is just so important. We have one life, like, yeah. you know, make sure you get everything you want out of this one life. And it's okay that people don't like what you've done or what you're going to do, or, you know, and they can just go find someone else, you know, but yeah. I just, I learned that I, I, I didn't see it for many years, but I was, when I finally realized, I was like, dude, I'm just, I'm not Yvette no wonder these relationships didn't work. I'm like yeah. this, one, that woman. And, you know, and that's something I, I, I found myself being more real with my clients than I was in wow. my relationship. More honest, more real. Uh, that's mm-hmm. fucking crazy. Oh my God. Like, I love that your husband is just like right there for you, supporting you and not judging you. And I love that you can be with you know, you can be just yourself around him. Of course, obviously, you didn't like wake up one day and you got like this amazing husband. <laughs> that took a lot of work, I'm assuming. What, what what, did you do that allowed you to transition from all these fucking shitty relationships and all these nut bags to finally fa- finding somebody that you could just be you with? It's still, I'm still in shock if I'm being honest with you. Like, I, it's crazy that I've just... Because because now that I'm with him, I'm learning more about this event, you know, the honest event and the the one that can say anything and doesn't have to hide. She's not going to be hit. She's not going to be put down. She's not going to be judged. And it's it's a journey. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, I'm in sex therapy. I'm in, um, you know, I, I, I do things to still learn about being in healthy relationships versus unhealthy relationships. Um, it's this never ending process of knowing who I am and really just allowing myself to be raw and open. And am I hundred percent there? Absolutely not. But I'm probably 80% there, you know, and it's pretty fucking cool, you yeah. know, to be, somewhere really safe where someone loves you and supports you and you can say anything and do anything and the person isn't going to judge you. Um, but I'm still trying to get comfortable with being in this safe place. Mm. Do you think you just got like really lucky or do you think it was an accumulation of all the work that you've done in the past, uh, that allowed you to be here with this awesome man, with this amazing relationship? But did God just really like bless you? I think that I'm deserving. I think that I really believe that I deserve this. Like Mm. I really am a good human being. I don't Mm. do things to hurt people. I give back a thousand percent when I can. And I'm a great friend. I just had a hard 
some hard roads to mm. go down and, and, you know, and I wasn't always perfect, but what is perfect? I think that God makes us all perfect the way we are and decisions are always, how are they wrong when they're your decisions? You just have consequences or lessons, you know, and you may like them and you may not. So I don't know. I feel like, um, I just think I'm, I deserve it. It's like, I finally got, I'm like, fuck all that, all this hard work and all this shit that I put up with, um, even from myself and finally like get to breathe and, um, and continue to learn. Wow. I love that. Cause what I hear from, you know, um, stories of other women who are also in that work is that they've, they do want to get out. They do want to become like, you know, a girlfriend or a wife without, you know, sacrificing the good life that they've been used to. <laughs> and it's like amazing because if somebody who, you know, used to be um, like a high class escort is like listening to this, like at least they know that there is a light at the end of the tunnel and it's not going to be easy. It's like there's probably going to go through like more shitty fucking relationships with fucking idiots. But like, you know, there is there they they can find somebody who they can just be themselves with and who will love them and accept them and you know like accept them no matter what their past was like and yeah. i think you just you're just like that example that people need it's kind of like hope you know what i'm really curious about is after being with a couple men in your work like what are the things that you've learned about what men want in women? Like if there are wives here, people who want to be wives, like what can we learn from that? You know, men want to be heard. Mm. Most clients, you have sex for a few minutes, but it's all talking. They mm. want to feel good. And mm. most of my experiences were listening and not judging them and not nagging them and not, you know, and I, I have a husband, we don't have children, but I have a husband and I know, you know, we don't really fight much. I'm really being honest with you. Um, I don't, I'm, he's not a yeller. I'm not really a yeller. Um, we have some disagreements, but it's like finding that, like, I don't know, men, I swear to you, all they wanted to do was like, oh my God, you're, you hear me. Like you're listening to me. And I'm like, geez, what's that difficult but when you're in a relationship you're probably like fuck you I'm not you know it's hard yeah. you know but it's um that's mainly what they wanted and some some men you know I didn't um participate in like anal sex with men and my sex was pretty normal very fun but um some men I guess go off to be with other women to try new things because their wives won't give it to them you know and um so there's that side of sex work, but I don't know that side. Mine was more communication. Mm, wow. Mm -hmm. How did, how do you think that kind of like all your experiences shaped how you are as a wife and your relationship with your husband from all those lessons that you've learned about communication and boundaries and respect? Like how did that, all that shape you? How did all that shape me in meaning like the the woman that I am like as a wife, as like, you know, in, in your relationship right now with your husband, like, are there challenges because of all the things you learn or is it like, do you have like a much better understanding of what is it like with like what what it's like being with a man and what they want? So how how did all these experiences shape your marriage right now? Yeah, it's a it's a trip because my husband would even say this. It's like I can because I, I I was in the business for quite some time and then coming being you know having some daddy issues and stuff like that. I can really read movement and and that's one thing that I I wish that I didn't do so much because I can look at somebody and be like oh whoa wait whoa the way a man moves because it was my job to know how really? they move how they functioned what they said how it came out. And it's all about the safety part and that, but with my husband, I don't need to do that. I'm completely safe, but I find myself sometimes going like, then I have to stop myself. Hey, this isn't a client. This is actually your husband. It's okay. Wow. That he doesn't feel good right now. It's okay that he raised his voice a little bit. He's not, yeah. gonna be, you know, it's like, 
it's it's that's one thing and you know and one other like this is just probably has nothing to do with what you just asked but like one thing that's really hard transitioning from that world to this world has been the excitement of sex for money and not a hundred dollars not five hundred not a thousand you know it's like so and but my husband's great and my husband's like I'll leave you 10 grand on the couch like <laughs> sure he's like you know I'll be a stripper be a stripper he's like so you know it's um again it's like finding a place where you can be comfortable with each other to share honey this is what I miss so maybe he can give you a little bit of that and you can give him a little bit of this and you know and it's not comfortable but we talk about everything a lot and sometimes I think maybe we're talking too much but I think if we don't then he's going to get lost and I never I love him so much I never want him to be without what he wants and needs and I don't want to ever go down that road where I'm not getting what I want and need ever again so I'm very I talk a lot now and maybe that's another thing that he's probably like you know we don't need to talk that much because he's not a big talker like I am but now I just want to talk about everything and this and that. And, you know, and it's not sexy when you do that. So it's trying to find that balance. Like, okay, stop. These are, I have to like my feelings and my thoughts have to go. Does that come from here? Or does that come from here? Where does it really fit into your relationship? And I have to really like pick and choose my battles and pick and choose the things I say and do because I don't want to hurt my husband. Cause he's not a client. I can't just, mm. you know, so yeah, it's this, it's a forever on. I think it's gonna be forever. It's ongoing and forever. I'm pretty sure. Um, learning how to communicate. It's mm. all about communication. I think it's mm. just like. And so, you know, I, this is and, and thing. You know, one thing that I wanted to do when I I told my husband I was gonna really start talking about sex work and my um, experiences was because. I've been hearing a lot about like women that were in my business that want to commit suicide and depression and all these things. And I'm like, there's no fucking need for that. Like Mm. you did what you had to do and you don't have to do it anymore. Hopefully if you don't have to and, or get help, like there's Mm. avenues to take, to find your way to happiness. Mm. And it's again, it's all about using your voice and hopefully listening to you, listening to me, this will help men and women, you know, really go, oh, wait a second. I'm not alone. Other people do this. But sometimes I know when I first started doing it, um, you know, I talked to my girlfriend who I started doing it with and she's like, I hated it, but she laughs at the stories. We have so many stories together. And she's like, I go, I loved it so much. It was so much fun. She's like, and she just, she goes, you are too much, but it's like, you know, it's, um, I just hope that we can really help women and men who done this work and just really know it's okay it's not there's no there should be really no judgment around any of it we all fuck and it's just for free or for money like who cares you know who gives a fuck (laughs) i just choose to do it for money (laughs) i love it i love it and i love how you like i know you mentioned that you're a libra because libra is always like there's I, I I actually like heard an astrologer say that like the like Lyra is like the most attractive um zodiac sign because it's always the most pleasant, it's always like the most balanced. And I'm like, oh girl, you're a Libra. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. Like, I can tilt my tail like way here, but then I'm back. And then I'm that's sometimes like the hippie and the sex girl, the hippie. Yeah. <laughs> so touching touching on that, like how did your work play into or maybe this is like um uh, maybe it's interchangeable how did your work manifest or kind of like affect your spirituality and how did your spirituality affect the way you did your work mm, very good question so i after the last at one relationship before my husband for a year which was can't really consider that a relationship, but the one that I had before him was just God awful. And that's when I went to school. I went to the, um, my teachings are from the Berkeley Psychic Institute. And I went to school for a little over a year and just really learned to read myself, read people. And, you know, it's like, I've always said this and it's crazy. And I'll tell you about Tashara in a minute, but um, 
I found it and I'm finding it easier now, but I, I still find it very hard to go, here's this Yvette and people are going to hear her and nobody takes me serious enough to be, do my energy work, which I'm really good at. And my te- one of my teachers became my clients because I'm really good at my job, you know? And, and so, and so it's been this ongoing battle of like, who am I? Do I just choose one? People aren't going to, you know, because when I started doing my, I owned a yoga studio and, and started my energy healing practice and all this stuff, my friends didn't take me serious at all. And, and people, you know, it's like, how do people look at a playboy person and, you know, this and that. And then I was like, when, it, when the, if people find out I was a sex worker, they're really, I'm never going to make this as a career. It was like this really fucked up place. And I started seeing a rabbi. He's, I love my rabbi. And my rabbi and my husband are my two like biggest fans. And they tell me to write about my, my sex life because there's no reason not to. And, and he was, you know, without like him and my husband, it's like, you, I'm learning to feel comfortable being both people. Who cares? Why do I have to be one? Who gives a fuck who doesn't like me or believes me on what I can do? Like, but I really, I, because of the business that I was in, um, especially like entertainment so like you always want people to like you and pick mm. you and you know and so it's been it's been really it was very difficult for the first three years and it's getting better but I still haven't really like devoted my time and my energy into bringing my spirituality I do it for myself but my spirituality for other people when I, I talk about this work and other stuff, like I I'm learning, I'm learning how to use both and how to make sure, because I, I don't want to ever tell people one thing and it means this and it means that I, I like to only share information that I really know about and how that works together. And so, you know, it's, it's, it's tough. It can be tough and it shouldn't be, but it has been. Wow. When you said first three years, what did you mean by that? First three years of you doing the work when you were 18 yeah. or like? No, turning, going. So my spirituality has always been there with, I used to work with animals only. Mm-hmm. And then when I went to school um, to do psychic work with people, I wanted to learn how to get certified working with humans. Um, that's when I started to be like, what is this? How do I make this? Oh, I was, I turned it into something it shouldn't have been. It was so confusing. And you know, and, and then, then it was like, well, am I honest about this person? Am I honest about that? Event? Am I on, you know, it was like, who am I going to be now? And I kept trying to pick one and my rabbi and my husband both were like, you don't need to be one or the other. It's just all of you just, you know, and so I'm learning to just really put it all together and making it beautiful with the podcast, with sex with Yvette, with um, my music and just really just allowing my journey to be my journey and not doing things for other people anymore, not caring what people think and what they're going to want and need from me. Just listen and hopefully it helps you. And if it doesn't, it doesn't, you know? So. Wow. Like there's always like, ah, there's always something about you. That's just like so captivating. And I think one of those things is, like for me anyways it's watching you like be that event and also this event and it's like (laughs) very interesting to see those come together I want to know like a lot of people you know when they're so entrenched in their religion and whatever they believe in there usually is a lot of weight and a lot of judgment and a lot a lot of shame that they carry so with everything that you know society has to say or perceive like how did this young event not let shame and guilt and all those like lower vibration emotions scar her for life like how did you manage through that it's always managing through it you know you just have to remind yourself every day it doesn't belong to me it's not me this is i i know who i am now and um it's uh it's everything you do in life is always a work in progress you know if you especially when you use your voice to be heard 
you have to know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> you, know, you, have to, you have to make sure you're honest because you can give people the wrong advice. And mm. we're so vulnerable when we're in need of something, right? We're like, like babies. And yeah. so, yeah, you know, it's, um, there's, there's so much more to finding out more about myself. And, um, I'm just, um, I kind of see that's the thing as I start going into other things, I started as like, hit the bed and then that bed. like, uh, yeah. So I hope I answered your question. Yeah, I love it. So for everyone who's listening and they just like, they're loving you, where can they find you? So my podcast is uh, Bodacious Minds. So at Bodacious Minds, M-I-N-D-S. Um, and then bodaciousminds.com. Um, I also have at Sex with Yvette and The Art of Getting Laid. Um, those are the two outlets that I, um, the places that I send people to. Um, you know, I think those are the two that I'd like to share. Mm, awesome. All right. And for your last question, Yvette breaks the mold by. Yvette, oh gosh, girl. Um, how do I break the mold? by being brave, I don't know, by showing up, being present, I, love I don't that. know. It's I love like, how honest you are. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the, the things that it. I feel shock me, you know, I have a friend, Harry the Healer, he's a shaman, you should talk to him sometimes, he's so wow. fun, and he's, um, he's the one that always told me, Eva, all you have to do is show up and let the magic happen. And then I always tell people, we all have the same gift. We can have anything we want in this world. So go out and get it. Do not settle. There's no need. I love it. And obviously your life is a testament to that statement. I swear. <laughs> I love it. All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Pussy Power. Oh, my God. I literally love talking to you. And oh, my God, you're like such a fucking girl crush. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like just admiring how beautiful you are for this whole episode. All right, well, guys, you. you can catch her on Bodacious Minds. I'm pretty sure um, there will be a lot of amazing conversations there on communication, sex, spirituality, and all things of that. All right, I will see you guys on the next episode. Welcome to Ringside with Ray and Prince. My name is Ray Leonard Jr. Oh, that's my name is Prince Daniels Jr. Daniels again with a big hole. On this show, we come to humanize athletes, entertainers, business executives. We're going to see what makes them tick. Tuesdays, 10 a.m. Pacific time on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, and wherever you get your podcast. We'll see you there. Peace and power. Electric acid. Today is working for me. Do you believe that for yourself? Hey, I'm Pastor Julie, and I want to empower you through encouragement, inviting you to my podcast, Big Truth Encouragement, where I unpack living a faith-filled life. I created my podcast for the ladies, but gentlemen, you'll gain something too. So I invite you to listen to Big Truth Encouragement on Electricast and any platform where you listen to your podcast. Electricast.